And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? It's Friday. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm super excited for the work week to finally end. Finally just sit down on the couch all weekend and watch hockey. And yeah, and while you guys are sitting on the couch as well, watching hockey all weekend, uh, tuning in to tomorrow night's game against the Blue Jackets, 7.30 starts, so don't be late. Uh, go ahead and follow the, the show on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast, anywhere they are available. Lockdown Lightning is there. And then go ahead to the Twitter page at LO underscore Lightning to give us a follow so you're up to date on all the latest news surrounding the show, as well as any information that might be valuable to you <laughs> Uh surrounding future episodes or guests or whatever all that fun stuff so yeah we're here today to just you know we're going to talk about just more about game two how the lightning in my opinion believe this will probably be the best chance they have all the entire series to kind of really apply the pressure to the columbus blue jackets really you know i believe this was their first chance to really back them into a corner so to speak to kind of get that 2-0 advantage up in the series, of course, but unfortunately they couldn't get the job done. We spoke about it in my post-game reaction the other night, in which, you know, we spoke about all the missed chances they had. Um, they, the Lightning kind of, their energy to me really seemed as if once Columbus scored that second goal late in the first period, it kind of looked like, all the air was let out of the balloon for the lightning and they were kind of just coasting and well but on the other hand of that you know i mean like their energy and all that stuff but it seems like and this has been sort of a common theme with the lightning where you know once they realize they're not the big bad team they really think they are against a team that they've previously beaten especially in that that five OT game in game one, I feel like the lightning kind of have a moment of self-realization and they don't really have much of a game plan going forward in the game. I'm not saying the coaches aren't really prepping the guys or saying anything or communicating throughout the game. What I'm saying is that I feel, and it, you could see it once I'm, which I state my reason why is if you look at the replay, um, one of the things that really stood out to me, and I spoke about it on yesterday's episode, is that they they shoot the puck with really no objective to it. And what I mean by that is that when you're shooting the puck in a hockey game, most likely most teams, this is how almost every team does it, they, they usually have a guy in front. They usually are shooting for a rebound, not so much a goal. Um, 
And the Lightning don't do that. What the Lightning do is they seem to just shoot the puck and see if it goes in. And even though I do applaud their efforts, and it's something I've complained about in length on most recent shows, is you know they have been going out there right out of the gate, being very aggressive and taking a lot of shots, peppering the goalie. But the issue is that I really have with it is that they're not very good quality shots. You know, most times you're hitting the goalie right in his pad, right in the chest, and most times you're not really challenging him, and that's the issue. Those 37 shots from the Lightning, even though one of them went in, which I spoke about early in the show yesterday, that that was an e- that was a very lucky bounce off the boards, and Kucherov was just in the right place at the right time. But those 37 shots, in my opinion, maybe 40 percent of them were good quality shots. The other, there wasn't really a lot of times in which the Lightning really challenged Corpusalo. Um, there was maybe one mad scramble in front of the net in which the Lightning just, I, Corpusalo just laid on. He made a good couple of saves, and I think he eventually covered it up, or it got deflected towards the corner. But either way, obviously they didn't score on the play, um, and that kind of is what contributed to the desperation that they had going forward. Um, They just were firing pucks on net through, you know, no one was in front. No one was obstructing Corpusalo's view. And that's not something that's good. That's not something that's going to contribute. That's not a winning formula. Um, Like I stated at the end of the episode yesterday, you know, if they keep going on like this, they're not going to win. They're not going to win games. They're not going to especially advance through this series and they're definitely not going to win a cup um other things than that in that regard are also you know them taking too many penalties but that's something that they've been doing all year and i feel at this point in time is not the time to try and change that habit that's just the way team is right now they're setting their ways and all they could do and all coach cooper could do at this moment is really just try to improve on you know what we're talking about right now and that's the way their shot selections um there was too many shots that were blocked very high in the slot um and if you look at those replays one replay that really stuck out to me one shot was when i don't remember who shot the puck i want to say headman because it was from a defenseman up at the blue line but what happened was he shot it and boone hit boone jenner right in the skate but if you look behind him there's no lightning players to be found um, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what the cycle. I don't know if why they aren't cycling. I don't know why there's nobody parked up in front of the net. I don't understand it. Um, but they need to do something differently. Um, you know, game one was kind of a was kind of a just a rare kind of situation. Both teams were just playing very well to the point to where they were both just locking each other down, and that's what contributed to just such a long game and the lightning just were the team that came up on top it could have very easily have been columbus winning that game as well um don't get it wrong don't get me wrong but game two columbus definitely showed that they were the better team and the lightning can't expect to go into game three and follow the the same formula that they did in game two and expect a different outcome um, they need to change it up. They need to have someone, a big body, whether it's a Bogosian, 
or and I know like Victor Hedman isn't someone that exactly lives down there or even Mitchell Stevens big body guy he's one of those guys we've seen him before fill this role where he'll park himself right in front of that I believe it was the Capitals game in which he scored the goal and he was right there perfect opportunity for for a rebound put back in for a goal and they need to do and the other thing about Mitchell Stevens why I'm speaking about him is I didn't really see him that much in the face-off circle. I don't know exactly how many face-offs he did take, but I did notice that his appearances in the circle weren't as often as we were seeing in the earlier games, especially in the round-robin games. So I'm not entirely sure why, if if maybe the, the plan has changed, the strategy has changed in that regard. I don't know why they would change it. Uh, he probably had the best face-off percentage out of all all forwards that have taken face-offs throughout through from this entire team probably out of some of the some of the players out of all the teams um i don't understand um especially with on certain crucial moments in the game i've been seeing a lot of anthony sorelli which is fine i just feel like you know he'll get better at that um you know his name was obviously kind of in out outside looking in in terms of the Selkie Trophy candidates, uh, and he definitely would have been a finalist if he just works on his his face-off ability, which he'll get better at in years to come, and I'm sure we'll expect to see him uh, be a finalist or possibly a winner in the future. But yeah, I, uh, the Lightning need to change things up. You know, this is the kind of series where they can't sit back, lose game three, now they're down 2-1, I believe right now is the moment for Lightning fans and the Lightning, especially after what happened last year, to kind of push the panic button a little bit early. It's not, there's no such thing as prematurely pushing the panic button, especially in the playoffs, especially with everything that happened last year. And I'm sure this team, and I'm sure, especially I, we're all sick of hearing that. But given the circumstances, and, you know, now that they, Lightning really didn't face that much adversity during the round robin games. I think now is the time to kind of Cooper to light a fire underneath these guys and say, hey, listen, we need to go out there with a different approach or we're not winning game three. And I think, I, I believe it was Pat Maroon that said it in the post game pressers uh, the other night that they need to do a better job of having a presence in front of Corpusalo and obstructing his vision. So at least. It's not something that these guys aren't just, uh, you know, not talking about. I'm sure it's going to be addressed in practice at some point, um, if it was today. So we'll just see how the Lightning come out. And if they do, I firmly believe that they have, there's no reason as to why they won't win that game. So let's talk about the other issue that's kind of more evident with this team. Um, We've seen it all season long, is the penalty Situation: The Lightning are taking way too many penalties. Um, I stated on the last episode that they have already, going into Game 2, they accumulated 52 minutes of penalty uh, minutes. And it's that's inexcusable. I mean, that's way too much. That's almost an entire game playing with a man down. And they can't be doing that, especially in the playoffs, especially against a team like the Columbus Blue Jackets who struggled during the regular season to score goals and now you're kind of giving them a break 
and an advantage, of course. I mean, on the power play, if you're in the team on the power play, of course you get an advantage. But what I'm saying is that you're you're kind of giving them a break, and you know, more importantly, what's going to happen, and we've seen it happen game two just a little bit, was you're having guys because I believe the Lightning were on four penalties last game, if I'm not wrong. Um, they you're playing a majority of the game with a man down. So, you know, once you have your PK unit come back, the lines are kind of jumbled in a way to where the these guys, you know, you're going to have to jumble the lines a bit till, you know, the guys that were on your PK units um, kind of get their breath back and, you know, then you could roll out the regular lines. And that's not, that's not, so, that's something that's detrimental to this team. The Lightning have enough issues with, you know, all the issues surrounding them with, you know, their puck management thing that they, it seems like they've kind of uh, fixed that. But I'm not 100% convinced um, that that's not something that could possibly come back and bite them, as well as their, early non non aggressive early starts so far in these first two games i thought they did very well with all that stuff but uh it's still not a big enough sample size to where i feel confident that they that demon is not going to come back to haunt them so we're gonna have to see i think that the lightning really need to nip this issue in the butt um the lightning are missing obviously steven stamkos the timetable on which he's going to come back still uncertain he i don't know like i stated on a couple episodes ago i believe it was after game one i'm not entirely sure what is up with stamkos at this point um it's if he's fully participating in practice i don't see the issue is especially now you know why can't he come back unless there's something that obviously the 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 team isn't letting on um he was originally diagnosed with a lower body injury and now obviously he with the everything the change in statuses that teams are allowed to report of players he's just unfit to play uh i unless there's like some unless there's like a torn ligament or a broken bone in the equation i don't see any other reason as to why he can't play especially now um i don't know when would be the appropriate time to bring him back before it really doesn't make a difference if they're waiting for like and this is just a hypothetical i hope this doesn't happen i don't expect it to happen but if the lightning end up going down 2-1 3-1 when are they going to wait till the lightning are down 3-1 when they really need him and they're facing elimination that is at the right time to bring back stamkos who Hasn't played since the first, probably the last week of February. Is that really something that you want to do? Because I don't believe he didn't really play in those scrimmages. He didn't play in the exhibition. And, of course, he didn't play in any of the round robin games. So, Coach Cooper and this training staff really need to make a tough decision. Now, if it's Stamkos that is the one that says, I'm not ready to play, it's because, you know, I'm, I don't feel I'm up to 100%. Well, guess what? In, for the past how many years the Stanley Cup playoffs have been played out, nobody has been 100%. Okay, Guys have pl- been playing with separated shoulders, torn ligaments, broken bones. Okay, you, You've been basically hanging out for four months. You come back. You hurt yourselves in voluntary workouts. 
voluntary workouts, the, which means they were probably doing stuff in the gym. Um, so if if that's the case, you know, I really think, and I'm not at all questioning Stamkos' toughness. I mean, hockey players are by far the toughest at- athletes in the entire world, but at the same time, I think that all parties need to agree on that he just needs to suck it up, um, deal with whatever he's dealing with. And if it becomes an issue where he's holding back the team and he's taking away ice time from a player who's actually playing well and that player is outperforming him, yeah, that's a different story. And then maybe the strategy could be reexamined and changed immediately. But I don't see an issue if it's in, unless it's really inhibiting him from performing. I don't see an issue why they don't roll him out. Whether I don't see an issue why he can't play on Saturday. Um, I really prefer to have seen him in Game One, so that at least would have given him a chance to kind of get back in the to speed with everything that goes on. Because I under I'm very understandable to that effect to where it he probably needs maybe a couple of shifts or so to kind of get back to game speed because playing in practice and then playing in a game against another team are two entirely different things. So I just think that the lightning really and Stamkos need to figure this out soon, or he shouldn't come back at all unless they do advance to the next round and then they choose to roll them out then. Yeah. But I think, these games right now let's not worry about the potential games that the lightning may or may not be playing next round because there's no guarantee you know we all know how tough a team the columbus blue jackets are and how good of a goaltender goaltender Jonas corpusalo is i mean he showed he showed it in game one definitely showed it in game two so they definitely need to figure this out i think that the lightning really do miss not only that that playmaking ability that stamkos has and obviously his ability to score at will, but they really are missing a leader, and I think they could have used that in game two, especially when they were uh, frustrated with some things. I think that moment when Alex Klorn missed that one-timer on the rush and then he punched Seth Jones in the face but got called for holding, uh, luckily enough, I think that was a prime moment to have Stamkos, whether it was on the ice or after he gets out of the penalty box and he comes back to the bench or even in the intermission, say, hey, that can't be happening. We need to cut that that out. And so look at it that way. Um, you know, there's you can't measure leadership on a stat, stat sheet. So I, I think that's something for not only the Lightning to think about, but Lightning fans as well. So I just want to end today's show. With, once again, thank you all. Uh, the, the reception to... Um, these post-game reactions have been amazing, and that's why I'm going to do one tomorrow after tomorrow night's game. Uh, remember, the Lightning are playing. It's a 7:30 puck drop. Uh, I believe this will be the game where Columbus is the home team. Really doesn't matter because obviously they're playing on neutral ice up in Toronto in the bubble, so it really doesn't matter. Um, I spoke about that fully in length during the round robins games and why it didn't really matter but yeah so i fully expect the lightning to win this game i think they're going to bounce back i think vasilevsky's going to play very well i think the attack is going to clean it up they're going to post up right in front of corpus and make it very difficult for him to pick up the puck um maybe not even even if he saves it on the first attempt you know 
shooting a puck through traffic in which your team, you know, and where the jerseys aren't all Columbus Blue Jacket uh, sweaters. Uh, if there's some Tampa Bay Lightning sweaters rolling around, at least there'll be an opportunity for second and third chances. So look at it that way. So, yeah, I'm thinking a 2-1, 3-2, maybe a 3-1. Cheapy goal, empty netter at the end of the game for the Lightning. Hopefully they win this. Um, I think this is the game, even if the Lightning don't show up on the offset offensive side of things. I truly believe that this is the game. And I'm totally against this kind of method of playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but sometimes it needs to happen. I think that Vasilevsky comes up big, puts the team on his shoulders, and stands on his head the entire game. Uh, so expect some incredible goals and a ton of effort from Vazzy as usual in this one especially. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.